The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. The wag the dog presidency of uh, Joe Biden uh, will continue today. He will meet virtually with uh, shipping industry leaders and then speak about his administration's efforts to address the bottlenecks as the Biden administration is telling you, uh, do your Christmas shopping early. I did see Christmas items. What store was I in? Oh, Walmart. I was in Walmart. They have some of their Christmas decorations out, but some of their shelves were uh, completely barren. So they're having trouble getting their stuff in too. The uh, White House is telling us that inflation is transitory. It's temporary. It's uh, just a causal relationship between turning the economy back on and uh, it'll go away. Don't worry. Don't panic. Uh, The people who know where inflation starts and why it starts uh, believe differently. I don't have kids that are demanding like a certain toy or anything for Christmas. Well, they wouldn't demand it anyway. They'd be asking for it. But my kids are uh, very pleasantly unmaterialistic. But those of you who have little kids and they want a certain thing or you would like to treat them with a certain toy, uh, you may not be able to find it this year. Uh, the president and chief executive of the American Toy Association says there is no political intervention that's going to get this done, and there may not be a human intervention that gets this done, because this issue is now going to last well into next year. Hmm, well, if it lasts well into next year, that puts it precipitously close to the midterm elections. And uh, that could have, let's hope it does have, severe consequences for the Biden administration. Now, what they want you to land on is that all that extra money you're getting from the government, somewhere between, if you have a couple kids, six grand a year, maybe even up to 10 grand a year, that will ingrain in you loyalty toward the Democratic Party. Look at us. We love you. We care about you. We're giving you all kinds of money, and your life would be so much worse without us in office. That is what they want you to believe. Problem is, people are not buying it. The fact that money just magically shows up in your account doesn't have the staying power as going to the pump and paying a lot more for the gas tank, the tank of gas, than you paid a year ago. When you know this cost me 20 bucks more to fill my car than it cost a year ago, that has staying power, and that will have electoral consequences for the Democrats. If it doesn't, we're just a country full of idiots, and we deserve the morons in power that we have collectively elected, even if though you have not been a party to it individually. A recent poll from Morning Consult showed that half, well, a little less than half, of respondents give congressional Democrats credit for the cash in hand that they're getting as part of the tangible child tax credit. You used to File your taxes in April, you have a child, you get a $3,000 tax credit or a $2,500 tax credit. Now they're just sending you that money. Now they're just sending it to you. Now, here's the dirty little secret. You have to pay tax on that. 
So that's counted as income. No, it's not just a free check from the government. So you'll have to pay tax on that. Whereas before you were given a tax credit, it was the same net result, but you never really had the money in your hands, so you didn't spend it on anything else. It lowered your taxes, or you got it in a refund in one big lump sum. Now you actually have to account for having spent it. The Biden administration is always fond of saying, well, America wants this. They want this. Well, who doesn't want free money? But when you present people with the full picture, and they never do present you with the full picture. It's like, would you like a free check? Sure. Oh, by the way, uh, a year from now, we're going to tax you on that. You'll have long spent it. You won't have any money on hand to pay the tax. We're going to tax you on it. So... I don't think they're going to get the run out of this that they want. And the other part of this is it is insidious because it's just further ingraining of the mindset that has overtaken our country, ruined our inner cities, ruined families. It is an escalation of welfare. Remember when Bill Clinton in the mid-'90s stood outside the White House and said, we are going to end welfare as we know it. And you're going to have to work to get a check because welfare then, back when, you know, you could actually be a pro-life Democrat, you could actually be a Democrat who believed in the free market, not in a green jobs boondoggle and giving everybody a free check. No, that was back When Bill Clinton grew the economy by, I know, look it up, kids, cutting taxes. He did it as a political survival mood uh, move, and it worked, and the economy took off. Well, you can't be that kind of Democrat anymore. Now you just have to be a handout Democrat, and that's what Joe Biden is. He sold his soul for the crowning political achievement of being president. He wants to die and have it on his tombstone as if he'll be around to enjoy it. Oh, look at this great statesman. They'll have a presidential library to him. Well, he's well on his way in less than a year to establish himself as the worst president ever. Because he's not getting the love and the credit and the glowing reputation out of just sending people free money. What he's getting are people looking at his wrong-headed economic decisions, knowing that he's causing the higher prices that are out there, knowing that he's injecting pain into the middle class, into the lower class. And he just keeps doubling down. He just keeps doubling down on green jobs. Jen Psaki the other day said that Joe Biden wants to use the pandemic to, quote, make fundamental change in our economy. You know, I seem to remember that the economy was doing great pre-pandemic under Donald Trump. Now, I know all the Democrats hated Donald Trump. How deep is their hatred? Their hatred is so deep for Trump that they would prefer to ruin our economy and ruin people's lives. 
Suicides are way up. 40% last quarter in the military, suicides are up. Suicides are up in the private sector. The desperation is palpable among the electorate. And that is okay with the Biden administration because they are loyal to one thought and one thought only. If it emanated from Trump, it must be dismantled. The border must be dismantled. Our foreign policy strength must be dismantled. He wanted to stay in Afghanistan. We got to get out. Oh, he wanted to get out by this date. We got to get out before that. Remain in Mexico, build the wall. No, we can't do any of that. We got to let everybody in because he wanted to keep everybody out. Domestic oil production, energy independence, can't do that. That look, I know people loved it, but no, no, Trump did it. Tear it apart. Every single thing they do is aimed at tearing down what Trump did. And I guess they're too arrogant to acknowledge that Trump's policies actually worked. Now, I would be self-evidently aware enough to say that, hey, if I'm in power, the way I stay in power is prosperity. And I'm already a really good liar if I'm Joe Biden, so... Let's just get back to the policies that built a prosperous country, and we'll take all the credit for them. We own the media. We own the entertainment industry. We'll, we'll repurpose the message. Sure, Fox and Daily Wire and Breitbart and a few others will say, hey, they're just doing exactly what Trump did. But, but, but we have all our lackeys at ABC, NBC, CBS. They'll push out there that we created all this and we'll be able to fool a bunch of people into thinking that we created this and we'll get a second term out of it. That would be the strategy I would employ. I wouldn't enjoy seeing that because, of course, they would ingrain some other policies that I don't like, like abortion and other stuff like that. But the the road they're on is going to get them unceremoniously bounced out of office. Now, it can't happen fast enough for me. But they don't have a hope in the world of getting a second term by, first and foremost, being loyal to the theory that if it has Trump's fingerprints on it, it must be dismantled, discarded, and obliterated. That's how they are governing. And everything is circling the drain and going down. I mean, it's it's very obvious. And if they weren't taking us down the drain with them, it'd be almost enjoyable to watch. But unfortunately, I don't enjoy spinning down the drain in their company. But that is where we all are forced to be until we can get a handle on this and stop them, certainly with the midterms next year at this time, and then eventually in the fall of 2024, provided they don't, you know, rig that election, too. So is there, there is a measurement at wallethub.com of how schools, schools, states, excuse me, are bouncing back from the pandemic. And Ohio, (laughs) we're not doing so good. Rank 36th out of 50 states in the District of Columbia. What they do is look at your uh, 
change in unemployment claims. Uh, March 2020, uh, the Ohio economy was booming. Uh, We're still about 150,000 jobless claims off where we were in March of 2020. So work to do, and hopefully we will get it done. I do enjoy the fact that Governor DeWine has ended the uh, juiced-up state unemployment benefits. There is absolutely no reason to incentivize people not to work. And virtually everywhere you go now, people are hiring, offering bonuses. You see it everywhere. we got to get people back to work, and we got to get back into a mindset where there's value, self-worth in working. The benefits of working, of course, tangible, monetary, but more so it's psychological. You feel good when you're accomplishing something, working in something, achieving something. We don't get back to that mindset. We are, we are hopelessly uh, doomed. Uh, personal accountability is a huge, huge thing. I know that people think, oh, wouldn't it be great if I didn't have to work? No, it wouldn't be great. You would soon get bored of it or you would soon lapse into behavior that's not productive for you. Working is a good thing. Sense of accomplishment, good thing. Taking responsibility, good thing. Now, you remember the Marine officer who wanted Marine brass military leadership to do just that in the aftermath of the Kabul terrorist attack at the airport that killed 13 American service personnel? Uh, Stuart Scheller is his name. He said, look, you got to take accountability for this. It's a failure of leadership. So uh, that, of course, led to him being relieved of command. He was lieutenant colonel. He was placed in uh, confinement at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina for a week. He is being court-martialed, and his attorneys say he will plead guilty. Because he knew what he did. He did what he did. But he felt it was important for him to call out military leadership. What will happen to him if he pleads guilty? Well, he's hoping for an honorable discharge or a discharge with honorable conditions. He's not guaranteed any of that. This hearing is supposed to take place tomorrow. So we'll keep you updated on what happens to Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. You could have predicted what would happen, and in fact it has happened, when California essentially decriminalized, made it a misdemeanor to steal $950 worth of merchandise or less. You've seen the videos, right? Thieves just walk in to a store, grab whatever they want, whether it's a clothing store, whether it's a convenience store, whether it's a drug store. Just garbage bags full of stuff, fill it up, off you go. Nobody stops you. Maybe they say, hey, what are you doing? They know the cops aren't coming. And the cops aren't coming because they know the prosecutors are not going to prosecute the crime. Well, this has led to the closure of five more Walgreens in San Francisco in the next month. The theft, which all companies track, they count on a certain amount of shoplifting. They didn't count on this. The amount of theft in these stores has risen 500%. And the latest closure of five stores brings to 17 the number of Walgreens that have closed in the inner city in the past two years. Now, what do you think happens to the people in those neighborhoods when they need prescription drugs? Walgreens is closing. CVS is closing. Target is closing. Those people cannot get their prescriptions filled. 
So who are the thieves hurting? Well, they're hurting the people that live in those communities. Do they care? No, they don't care. They don't care at all. And the politicians who purport to care, they really don't care, or they would not make possible this kind of behavior. So it's just more failed Democratic policies, veiled as caring, compassionate, but in fact, victimizing the very people that live in those neighborhoods. The big question is always, will the politicians who have brought this kind of devastation on these communities be held accountable for it at the ballot box? I would say, of course. But it's funny, a lot of people just think, oh, well, I'm of a certain political party. I have always voted that way, so I always have to vote that way. No, you don't. No, you actually don't. You can vote and you can bring about consequential change in policies that will improve your life. But if you continue to vote for the status quo, well, you just continue to get more of the things that make your life miserable. Uh, Southwest Airlines was canceling more flights yesterday, not as many as the weekend. There's been some thought that Southwest and American, which are headquartered in the state of Texas, would not have to comply with Joe Biden's vaccine mandate for pilots because, well, they're based in Texas. And Greg Abbott, the Texas governor, one of the great governors, has eliminated all vaccine and mask mandates in the state of Texas. But that will not apply to Southwest and American Airlines. They are both going to continue their plans to require vaccines for their employees because they are subjected to FAA guidelines. They're a federal transportation authority. So they're reviewing all these guidelines, but feds trump state law. Federal law trump state law. So uh, if they think Southwest Airlines pilots are going to do this in mid-October and not do it again, at the holidays, here's what what I predict will happen. Southwest Airlines employees will go back to work. They will, at Thanksgiving, or in close proximity to Thanksgiving, stage a less significant work stoppage just to show airline brass, hey, we don't like this. If you try to make us do this, we're going to make your life even more miserable at the time of year when we can make it hurt the most. It's a pretty tried-and-true negotiating tactic. It's unfortunate that consumers will be caught in the crosshairs. I feel bad for you if you're traveling and if you've had to experience this. I know it's maddening. But sometimes the fight is worth the short-term pain for the long-term gain. Hopefully that'll be the case here.